make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. My name is Samuel. And my name is Jaden. And this is a podcast where we talk extensively about a certain film and then decide whether it deserves a rewatch from you. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a like on the YouTube video. I feel like every time I answer, like every time I ask that, mm-hmm. A part of my soul leaves my body. Guys, <laughs> damn it, I'm a YouTuber now. <laughs> you switched it up a bit there in the intro. Yes, I, I, I wanted to make some amendments because sometimes, you know, we're not... Sometimes we watch new films. Exactly. Like we're doing right here. Do you ever question if choosing the rewatch podcast was the right name? <laughs> yes, I, perhaps it is false advertising. Perhaps someone's going to come at us with a lawsuit. Enough word. <laughs> yes. Moving onwards, um, if you'd like to reach the show, you can leave a comment on the YouTube video or send us an email at the one rewatch podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. Thanks to that one person who did gave us yep. five stars. Fantastic. And today, we're going to be talking about a 2021 film. Mm-hmm. And what film is that, Jaden? The Suicide Squad. Just had to clarify the. Uh... The one word in the front there. Don't get it mixed up with the uh, 2016 cut because that is just horrendous. Drop um, the the. Drop the the. It's cleaner. It's cleaner. Yes. Social network quote for anybody who doesn't know what I just said. Um, yeah, it's, it's another piece from James Gunn who obviously directed um, the Guardians films and I think he's done like a few sort of indie... Like Brightburn, yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like James Gunn. I think he's really good at doing these sort of character-driven films where he just has like a bunch of misfits all coming together and creating this team. Um, Guardians is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. is one of my favourite MCU films. So, you know, to hear that he was doing a DCEU film got me really excited. So yeah. what did you think about it? He's a very talented writer as well. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the one-two combo you need. Yep. Sometimes the director's... Perhaps even my favorite, Zack Snyder. Yep. Bit of an inferior director. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, storyteller, story writer. Yep. As he is with the visuals and, you know, the building the moments in the films. James Gunn has sort of got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And I think this film really shows that. But he also did the screenplay for Dawn of the Dead. So he actually wrote... Oh, really? He actually wrote the film that Zack Snyder directed. Interesting. So they're quite good friends. Yeah. And people have often tried to pit them against each other, like in interviews and such. Uh-huh. And James Gunn's just like, look, man, I love Zack Snyder. I love Man of Steel. Yeah. Like all of this. So yeah. they're, they're good mates. And Dawn of the Dead is my favorite, like what I think the best Zack Snyder film is. And mm-hmm. it was written by James Gunn. Yeah. So, and he is very good at balancing characters. Dawn of the Dead had five or six characters. Yeah. And it, okay. it, it didn't feel like any of them were sort of, you know, 
not given enough attention. Yeah, not given enough like light on the screen, you know. And um, then at the same time, you can sort of pick your favorite. Yeah, that, that's the thing about Gunn. He, like I said before, he he explores all these new characters that no one knows of. I mean, you know, TDK, the detachable kid, or whatever. Yeah, well, who's heard of that? Yeah. Um, it, it's just cool that he's kind of giving these new characters, new wild characters, um, you know, time to come alive on a screen because no one else is going to take advantage of them. Um, and, and I think that's what DC needs right now. Um, it, it, it's kind of cool that we're getting these dark, uh, sort of gory comedy films from them. That's what I want from DC, either dark or comedy, um, and mixed together is just oh, so good, right? It did work in this movie, yeah. Sometimes it can lead to disaster, though. Um, yeah, there has been to, times. Trying to balance the tones, but yeah. if anyone's going to be able to do it well, it's, it's James Gunn, mm-hmm. I think. So... Let's talk about Warner Bros. and some of the decisions they made for this movie. I'm just going to stop you right there before we move forward. Um, Zack Snyder produced this film, if you didn't know. Yes, but he also produced Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, okay. And and Birds of Prey and and stuff. So there's no no creative control. Mm -hmm. Snyder's out of the DCEU at this stage. I imagine he just had a contract that just said, you're going to produce this amount of films. Um, and executive producers and producers, it's really, really difficult because sometimes your producer is Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's the producer. Yeah. And obviously there's, there's a range of producers. And then you get someone like Zack Snyder who clearly had nothing to do with this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool to see his name up there. Regardless. Exactly, right? I saw it up there and I was kind of like... Hang on a second. What? <laughs> He's doing this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Is this a sequel? Is it a reboot? Or did they not even decide that? I mean, <laughs> they didn't really decide it, did they? Um, it's a sequel, in my opinion. I definitely think it's a sequel. I mean, you know, you've got returning characters yeah. such as Harley Quinn, um, Amanda Waller's comeback, Rick Flagg, even um, Captain Boomerang's in there. Um, and it, there might have been a few others that I forgot in there. Um but at the same time, they, they they kind of forget about a bunch of characters that were in the previous film. That's true. And then just move on. So it, it's hard to kind of place it as whether it's a sequel or whether it's just a reboot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did they just decide they liked these bunch of characters and kept them along? Margot Robbie's there because she's Margot Robbie. Yeah. The rest of them, and there's two others, I think. Mm-hmm. returning apart from Margot Robbie. Obviously you have Amanda Three. Waller as well. And so by that standard, I think this is a sequel. And mm-hmm. as much as they don't want to call it Suicide Squad 2, it yep. is Suicide Squad 2. If Suicide Squad didn't happen, mm-hmm. sure, this would work just as yeah. well. Yeah. But you can't take the good things. And by that, I mean Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and Amanda uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Stick them into a movie yep. and not tell us that it's a sequel yeah yeah it's a great movie though uh-huh. so it doesn't and it works by itself I'm, I'm not really phased by the fact that they just kind of moved on um it, it's good to see the dceu is 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 kind of exploring these new ideas and trying to find its footing and this is like the first time that i've felt confident in the dceu to to make a fresh start again i mean they've got james gunn directing he's obviously going to come back for a few more um, they've got an established cast now that, that people actually like. People can connect with these characters. 
um, and and they haven't you know they haven't pissed off like a, a bunch of the actors you know um, yeah. Henry Cavill's not, not they're complaining yet um, so it they have a fresh start and I want them to take advantage of it and if if that's by making this soft reboot so be it I'm, I'm happy with that yeah I think my favorite thing about this movie but also my least favorite thing is the fact that it's not really connected to the universe mm-hmm. it doesn't really um it doesn't really work as a universal universe movie yep you know there's no sort of okay this is where we were before this is where we're going now there's mm-hmm. no sort of direction mm-hmm. but then again it's just such a fun isolated adventure yeah. and i feel yeah. like a lot of the mcu films aren't good isolated yeah. adventures yeah. So I'm happy for DC yep. to just do these good isolated... Like, we don't need to be building to the next Justice League because mm-hmm. we know that's not going to happen because yeah. Warner Bros have, you know, angered, like, a quarter of the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. And a quarter of them aren't ever going to come back. Like, so it's... Yeah. It's like we're not building to something here, it, but it, the product's good enough anyway. It, it's good to see that, right? Um, it, it's always kind of felt that like DC is just trying to catch up to Marvel's shadow. Um, and now with James Gunn kind of, you know, coming in and taking on a project, he kind of understands, you know, I've made the Guardian films. Um, I don't want to do this established universe sort of stuff anymore. I just want to make like an epic adventure with these dumb characters. Guardians of the Galaxy is an epic adventure with dumb characters yeah. and he made us fall in love with characters mm-hmm. who I hadn't heard of previously. Mm-hmm. And Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best MCU movies and it also works by itself. Yeah, yeah. He's done the same thing here, I think. Yeah. Alrighty, so a bit of a plot synopsis for you. Um, Super villains, Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker and a collection of nutty cons at Belrave Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X mm-hmm. as they are dropped off at the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Yeah. They're dying to save the world, mm-hmm. is the tagline. Sitting at a 3.8 on Letterbox, I think that's reasonable. I think that's pretty reasonable, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of people are coming on and rating it 4.5 and, yeah. and such out of... Um, out of five stars on, on the old letterbox platform. <laughs> so let's jump into some general questions. Somebody who has not seen this movie, who's, yep. who's currently listening and they don't want to hear spoilers just yet. Mm-hmm. Should they go and see this movie? And if so, what, what sort of person is going to like this movie? Yeah, I, I, I would definitely recommend this film to basically anyone. Um, it's, it's very brutal. There's a lot of gore in it. So the, the standard in our um, country, Australia, is MA15. So make sure you are of age. I had a few children. Oh, same. Very young people in my uh, theatre watching it. I was like, yeah. holy moly, these kids are like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, probably even younger. Um, so make sure you're of age. It's um, not a. It's not an Avengers movie. No, no, and I think that's what the parents were. Yeah, kind that's of what they think for. it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then again, it's MA. Like you know, every yeah. time I saw someone buying the tickets, every time you click on to buy a ticket, it says warning MA yeah. restricted movie. Mm-hmm. Your fault, parents. Yeah. What was the second question? Um, who, who's going to like this? Who's movie? Who's going to like this film? Yeah. Um, essentially, anyone. I think it's a really good start for like people just getting into like comic book films. Um, cause it's got like 
action, obviously, and then it's also got um, that sort of James Gunn comedic value in it. So I think I couldn't imagine anyone that wouldn't really like this film. I think it's just a great start for comic book film, yeah. Yeah, you don't need any previous knowledge to come into this and enjoy it. Yeah. I saw a lot of people, and in fact, I'll talk about it later on, but I had actually somebody come up to me and ask a question about the movie. Oh, really? So I know there's a lot of... And she was quite young. Was it a fan? <laughs> <laughs> a fan of the Rewatch podcast? No, not yet. Um, but but no, so she was actually asking me something about the movie. I'll talk about that later. But it just shows that people who aren't heavily into yeah. the comic book sort of world are coming to this movie yeah. and enjoying it. Yeah, it it's cool like, to see that, right? Yeah. yeah. Also... Um, We'll just note briefly that we actually both went to the cinemas a couple of hours ago yeah. to see this. Very, so, very fresh in our minds. Yeah, it's a very fresh reaction here. So, you know, is that going to bias our rating? Is that going to make us a bit more excited about the movie? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. But, you know, we're just going to tell you what we think right now if it changes. Um, we won't let you know because we won't do another podcast on this movie ever yeah, again. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I think it's just, it's good to get like an initial perspective of it, right? Um, yeah. Just... Whether you like the film, this is what we thought of it, go out and see it. Did yeah. you walk out of the theatre pleased? Yeah, exactly. Same. Yeah. I wanted to clap at the end. Obviously, I didn't because I'm not a moron. <laughs> You're but not that wise. I'm not a moron. <laughs> and, bro, I've been seeing things on Facebook of American theatres, like in Endgame and stuff, and the, the theatre is clapping and yeah. shouting. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, it's not a sports match, guys. Like, yeah. Sit down and watch, like, if I, uh, whatever. I'll flip the question back on you. Should, do you recommend this film? And obviously, who will enjoy it? I would recommend this film, definitely, but not to everyone, like, a mm -hmm. certain audience. I think perhaps the age cut off. Yeah. Probably, like, you know, for, like, I wouldn't tell my parents to go and see this movie. Uh-huh. Um, but anyone who actually likes superheroes is going to love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're 12 years old, I'm not going to tell you to go and see it, but I know you're probably <laughs> going to go and see it yeah, anyway. Exactly, yeah. And you're probably going to think it's fantastic, just like I did when I went to go and see Deadpool. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I, I think nobody's really going to go into this movie and come out thinking that it was terrible unless... Unless it just was not what you were expecting yeah. or perhaps yeah. you were a, a big fan of, of the original movie. If there's any of those people <laughs> out there, I don't really think there are, to be honest. You'll be sad if you like Jared Leto's Joker. He's unfortunately not returning. <laughs> and so that's just an example of Warner Bros. picking and choosing what to bring forward. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know, maybe the Joker could have been interesting, maybe just for a cameo or something, but... Yeah, yeah, but then, the movie's got a lot, a lot going on as it is. It comes into the fact, you know, do we bring in Snyder's version of Leto or do we bring in... Is well, it that's, a that's or a nightmare version, isn't it? So that's yeah. like a future okay. sort of, yeah. Yeah, is that how they justified it? He's kind of growing Oh, they, the they haven't justified it. Like, he's just not in the They'll film. They'll probably never justify it. <laughs> yeah, they never won. Uh, is this film worth a rewatch? Are you going to go back and see this in the theatre or are you going to get it on physical or are you going to check it out on streaming? Um... I'm probably going to watch this again in the theatre. Nice. Um, it, it might be with you. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> I had a great time with this, man. I, I think it, it's definitely a very, very, very rewatchable film, in my opinion. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just going to be one of those films that I just keep on watching into the future. For sure. It's got a lot of fun in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
I'll, I, I might go back and see this in theatre. I will probably pick it up on physical media mm-hmm. when it comes out, probably get the 4K. Cool. Yeah. Because I think this movie's got a really interesting style mm-hmm. and that's sort of what I look for in comic book movies, especially when you're looking for something that's going to look good on, on the 4K format. Yeah. So, Also, just before I forget about it, the formatting, bro. I'm not sure about what you saw in the theatre, but I had a full screen. Yes, man. The, it's a full screen. Yep. It's like Joker. It's like yep. Joker, man. Yep. Like That's it, the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Yep. It's... um. It's the exact aspect ratio, I think. Mm-hmm. If you look at the trailer, there's a tiny little black bar at the is top it? and the bottom, yep. which is exactly like Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker's one of the best-looking comic book movies I think ever made. Mm-hmm. And this is... Honestly, it looks fantastic with that I wide the screen. Bro. As soon as I saw the Universal logo come up and the, the screen was full, I was like, "Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> fantastic, bro. Yeah. We don't want any of that letterboxed, no. you know, grey-looking MCU concrete garbage <laughs> <laughs> all right we, we actually just touched, touched on the visuals there any other thoughts that you want to add on, um, on the actual visual style yeah j- just quickly um a lot of the trailers kind of depicted it as being like really flushed out with the sort of white um yeah. sort of what would you call Chalk. it chalky sort of yes. color um when I was watching the final sequence, that wasn't really that apparent to me. Mm. Um, it, it, it kind of, I don't know whether they toned it down a bit or whether it kind of was explained by the situation they were in. Um, I won't go into spoilers, but yeah, it, it just kind of, I kind of forgot about it or it just wasn't there. Yeah, It's a very vibrant movie, mm. but it does have that sort of like chalky filter to it. And we've mm. always been a bit critical of movies that give a, a filter yep. and when i saw the trailers i thought oh no this isn't going to be a good looking movie at all this looks terrible like mm-hmm. just visually does not appeal to what i look for yep but this looked fantastic yeah. i think some of the visuals are fantastic it's like somebody told warner bros that their universe was too dark and yeah. they're like you mean visually right yeah, yeah. okay james <laughs> turn the contrast up Make everything super duper bright. Yeah. But you know what? It, it looks fantastic. Right? Yeah. It looks really good. I think so. it looked really good, yeah. All right. Let's get into another bit of a general question here. Um, don't give away too much, but were, were there any acting performances or characters that you particularly liked in the film? Don't yes. tell us why. Just tell us the characters that you liked. Oh, there's so many. Um I loved Weasel. I think he was great. Um, <laughs> Weasel. Actually played by um, Sean Gunn. Oh, so yes. James Gunn's brother. In the old motion capsule. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it might have been, but it, it looked really good. Very um, funny. Um, who else was there? I, I, I think the standout man goes to King Shark. King, <laughs> King Shark was just my favorite. Every nom, scene. Nom, nom. Nom, nom. Bird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just like his punchlines just kind of reminded me of Groot in a way. Um, he's kind of like the DC version of, uh, oh, of exactly, Groot. yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like him even more, man. I, I think he's oh, me too. Yeah. yeah, he's just such like a lovable character. Um, yeah. and even like the just the way he looks as well. Like he's he, so cute. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind he, of like yeah. this stumpy little shark, like clumsy looking yeah, guy. Yeah, oh. absolutely loved him. Um, Sylvester Stallone did a really good performance there. Um, they didn't um, specify on the backstory of King Shark. No, not but really. I, I would be interested to know what happened there. I'm very Is it sort of like a, a man shark hybrid gone wrong? Or, yeah. 
or was it just like some apparently he's a descendant of a god they yeah. said that in a, in a trailer there was yeah. a lot of exposition in the film like at a, the start a lot of sort of one-liners at the start right, yeah right. yeah to sort of introduce us to the characters yeah because obviously you know you've got so many so you kind of just have to you have to get it quickly out there you know get them all out there yeah. um save it all up um, I think just quickly, I think uh, Bloodsport was also really good. Idris Elba, um, Idris Elba, I love him yeah, in this movie. I think he did a fantastic job in this film. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see where his character stands in the future of the DCEU. Um, Hopefully, they bring him back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what he does. Um, Harley Quinn in this film, I, honestly, I kind of felt like she was better in the original. Um, yeah, just something about her in this film, she just kind of got lost in it a bit she seemed a bit like because look, james gunn said as as all directors do in mm-hmm. an interview i had so much freedom on this movie i yeah. i could kill anybody i wanted mm-hmm. guys that's complete bs yeah there is no way this man would have been able to kill harley quinn yeah because warner bros love margot robbie as harley quinn mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be surprised if they told james gunn you have to put her in the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't kill her. She has to have a big role. Yep. And then James Gunn sort of went, oh, right, well, I have a good script here. Let me see if I can work work her yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. She kind of just kind of found her way into the She was script. sort of just there. Yeah, yeah. In, Whereas in everyone original, else... It was, it was a lot better executed, even though it was really? a worse film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sort of agree. Yeah. But... I think she has some good moments too, so we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my favourite character in this is Rick Flagg, man. Rick Flagg? Oh, Abs- wow. Joel Kinnaman, I take my hat off to you, sir. Cool. I, I hardly even remember the guy in the first yeah. movie. I haven't rewatched the first movie since 2016. I, my favourite character in the film by a significant margin. And then I'd probably oh, wow. say Idris Elba comes in with Bloodsport. Idris Elba... I've always loved the guy, but he's been in terrible movies consistently. Yeah, He's finally in a movie that's good. He gives a good performance. He's the mm-hmm. leading guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome moments, some of them, bro. Yeah. I'm really get into it. Wow, I, I honestly wouldn't have expected that. Rick, Rick Flag. Flag, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love King Shark as well. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah. who doesn't, man? Yeah. Like, I, I want like all of the King Shark merchandise. I want like a King Shark pillow and nom nom. Yeah, I want a pop vinyl of King Shark. Like, oh, yes. I need all of this stuff. Warner Bros. Just please take my money. You you did something good for a change. I I want to, you know, I want to support wanna it. Support this. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Do right. more of this. Do more. Yeah. Um, Boat. In terms of sound, mm-hmm. how did you like the music just briefly and any of the sound effects that you really liked or anything like that? Um, in terms of music, I was listening to the playlist on the way here, or the album rather, and um, yeah, a lot of it's just kind of like um, splices of like themes and they're all just kind of repeats on the album. Mm. Um, nothing really stood out to me, but it felt more so like when I was watching the film, the music complemented it and it kind of felt like a, this epic yeah. sort of theme. Oh, yeah. Um, but then listening to it on Spotify, it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I, I kind of expected more. Right, um, right. So it's not bad, but it's also not like memorable in yeah, any yeah. sort of way. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of like, 
above your standard MCU, but mm-hmm. like below something like The Dark Knight or yeah, even like yeah. Batman v Superman or yeah, something in terms of the scores. It's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, yeah, I think sometimes a lot of the really cool shots are given like guitar pieces from other, from like um, non original songs. Mm. And it, it's so cool, like it works really well. Yeah. But it's not, I don't think it's some of it is original music. Yeah. And so you sort of have to take that into account. I don't think there's a Suicide Squad theme that I heard or anything like that. Yeah. I think there was just really cool music. Well, there might have been. Yeah, I think there was one on the playlist. Um, right, right. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of forgettable. You, yeah. you don't really place it as being the Suicide Squad theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, James Gunn has like a really good taste for like, um, you know, picking out songs that aren't um, original music, which I love in his films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We are about to hit the 25-minute mark, and we're also about to dive into spoilers. So Mm -hmm. if you have not seen this movie, we would recommend that you go and see it. If you're a fan of comic book movies, you're going to have an absolutely great time. It's an incredibly fun movie. And um, so, yeah, that's your warning. Uh, Goodbye for now. We'll catch you next time. For those who've seen the film, we're going to talk spoilers now. The opening scene of this movie is an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. And it was fantastic, mate. Yeah. We have like a quick introduction mm-hmm. to Yondu. Michael Rooker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and playing Savant. Which, which is, is an interesting opening, right? Very, uh, very weird. I'm interested to see how I feel about that on a rewatch because uh-huh. the character dies a couple minutes uh-huh. after and we start the film and it's quite a long scene with him sitting in that prison. Yeah. So, yeah, how did did you think about the opening of the film? Um, Look, if it wasn't for, like, all of the marketing around, you know, who's going to die, who's going to survive in the Suicide Squad, I mean, it came directly from, like, James Gunn and Warner Bros. Yeah, who's going to kill everyone. Yeah, who's going to die in which order. Um, If they had it, if they, like, just forgot about all of that and just promoted the film regularly, this would have subverted my expectations in such a big way. Yeah. Um, but even still, like, the amount of characters that died in this first opening sequence, which is it was insane, man. Like, yeah, yeah it, I, I definitely still think it, like, subverted my expectations. I mean, you know, you've got Michael Rooker, you know, getting... what it, just I think his head was blown up by Amanda Waller. Yeah, um, and that was cool to see that, actually, yeah, you know, yeah. Amanda Waller pressing the button. I think she was another standout role in this film. Um, and she was really good in the first as well, you know, this kind of just maniacal figure who just doesn't give, you know, a rat's ass about anything. They just yeah. want to just push on with their motive. Perfect representation of the character in uh-huh. other forms of media, by the way. I've seen her in some of the animated films. Oh, yeah. She's almost like this repulsive, yep. like, thug cool. of a character. Yeah. And Viola Davis, like, is a fantastic actress. And yeah. You've got to love her. Mm-hmm. But you still you still don't like the character. She's mm-hmm. a... She, Viola Davis really portrays the unethical aspect of that and, and sort of like the dark. No, like, yeah. Doesn't I, have I any friends. Completely agree with that, yeah. Nailed it, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've got a few rewatch awards um, nominees coming in with this film. Um, I, I definitely think there were some really good performances. I mean, um, just going into more characters that like died. I mean, you've got like Pete Davidson just getting like blasted in the head with a, like... Was he one of the of returning rounds. characters? No, he, he was an original character. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Just the fact that they hired like all of these A-list actors yeah, to just yeah. come in and just die on the spot was just yeah. really cool to me. 
Um, there were so many more. I can't remember their names. Even Weasel, like, he jumps off I know. the thing <laughs> and he can't swim. <laughs> and even when they were on the plane, it's like, am I sitting next to a dog? Is that yeah, a dog? And yeah. then they're, like, talking about, like, what breed it was. Just, like, cool little nuggets of humor like that. Mm. I found were really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I really liked Rick Flagg from that first scene. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I sort of felt sorry for him. He's being put, mm-hmm. like, with this team of idiots. Yeah. And he's put in this horrible situation. Like, I think the beach scene where they actually go down and there's rockets. And I mean, I was surprised Mm -hmm. by how gory this film was. Pete Davidson's character goes out, he stands up, he sort of surrenders to the enemy. Yeah. And then his face gets shot off. I know. And I was like, oh my, you can see everything. It kind of made me wonder why he did it though. There wasn't really any explanation for it, right? I think he made a deal behind the scenes with them. Oh, yep. But then um, it sort of like backfired on him. Ah, okay. I feel like he, he sold them out. That's what gotcha. happened. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yep. So he was sort of saying like, hey guys, like I brought them here. Like I told you everything. We made a deal, You're going right? to save me, right? Like, But but either, either way, like he still had the bomb planted in his head. So yeah, true. his plan was just kind of... But then again, these are idiots. Yeah, Exactly, not... it's a suicide squad, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, so good. Um, but yeah, I f- felt like that whole scene was really um, visceral just with the action. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was something just like war film-esque about how the, the violence was portrayed, yep. you know, coming onto the beach and just yeah. like rockets and bullets and everyone is everyone is dying everyone is dying <laughs> everyone is dying and there was a, a real impact to the violence with mm-hmm. because of the gore mm-hmm. so i really enjoyed that and and another thing that i quite liked from james gunn is that like he didn't just bring us in with all of these new characters right at the start you know he kind of introduced them in waves um so you know you've got wave one where majority of people die and then you've got like the second wave which is like uh the new suicide squad yeah. you could call it like the a-team yeah and then you've got like um harley quinn doing something and else Flag, and, and they Flag. sort of make their way into the so it's kind of cool how they just converge along the way rather than bringing in this massive wave just boom yeah it's not like here's the 15 members of the Suicide Squad and we yeah. can see them slowly get picked off. Yeah, it was sort exactly. of just like a, all right, let's have fun, kill all these people. And then with the rest, we'll make you care about them. Yeah. And then we'll kill all of them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, so cool how he did some of those yeah. deaths, man. Do we want to run through the characters now and just okay. talk about... You, you, can, you want to highlight characters and... Oh, bring them up. Um, perhaps we won't go as chronologically as we normally do mm-hmm. then if we want to talk about the characters we'll just talk about our favorite moments with the yeah. characters and yeah we can do that any other particularly interesting moments you want to chat about yeah i might just go down and like um the order and letterbox um yeah so we've, we've already touched on margot robbie as yeah. um harley quinn um yeah and in, in my personal opinion i felt like she just had more of the spotlight in the first film um, and that she was more fleshed out in it. Um, the sequel, if you want to call it a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, she just kind of got left behind. Um, she still had some cool moments, though, you know. Definitely. Um, there was this one sort of hallway fight scene. Oh, fantastic. Um, albeit, though, it, it kind of looked animated to me, in a way. Um, when they panned the camera out, and they had her, like, running up in the walls and coming down and everything, it, it kind of looked computer-generated to me. 
Um, right. I don't know if that's just me being like really picky or what. Interesting. But just some of the movements looked really strange. Um, right. But it was a really cool scene, like the, the shot of it. Mm. Um, and then obviously, you know, her sort of final sequence jumping into Starro's eye was also really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. I think there's a part with Margot Robbie that needs to be cut. Mm-hmm. And that is the sort of marriage subplot with the handsome yeah. dictator who yeah. she kills. That was maybe like 10, 15 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. It, it, no excuse, it's got to go. Yeah. It's got to go. Yeah, that was that was horrendous. Yeah, yeah that was the worst part of the film for, for me. Sure. By, yeah. by considerable margin. I, I completely agree with that. And even kind of with the, um, the other general, I felt like both that general and then the, I don't know what you would call the, them. The, the previous twins. one, yeah, yeah. Um, cut them both out. You, you've already got like the thinker in the film who is a major villain. Um, so just have him in there. You don't need the sort of government of, I kind of forgot what the country was called. Um, Cordo Maltese. Cordo Maltese or yeah, whatever. Think, um, yeah. You don't need those characters. There's so many in the film already. You don't need to introduce more villains. I think the the prince is the most egregious example because literally you could have just started with the other general. You mm-hmm. could have just gone from the get go. This is the general. He's a bad guy. Like you know, we've give, we've gotten worse in comic yeah. book movies. Yeah. yeah. And you know, hey, look, this is a bad guy. Go with it. Yeah. Yeah. After all, he's a general. You know, he's not a big part of the film. We don't need this backstory, but. I feel like this was Warner Bros. coming in and saying, we need this, mm-hmm. um, put it in. Yeah, because it, it, it's kind of like a seller on their films now. Um, they know if they've got Harley Quinn attached to the title of the film, it, it's going to make profit. So right. um, I think Margot Robbie's well vested herself in the future of the DCU. Yeah. She's got... Yeah, I mean, she was a producer on Birds of Prey, so uh, you know she's working with the Warner Bros. people okay. and very highly valued yeah, in yeah. terms of, and I think she's the most valued, which is surprising. You'd think Superman or Batman would be. Exactly, right? No, it's uh, Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie. And that's okay. She's great. I really like her as Harley Quinn. Yeah. I just think that the guy's got to go, the prince, he's got to go, mm-hmm. cut from the movie, waste of time. Um, yeah. However, it does give, I think, perhaps one of the best character moments of the Harley Quinn character. And that's when she kills him mm-hmm. and she sort of goes on this monologue about how she's had a boyfriend in the past who, yeah. you know, is obsessive and, and all of these things. And so she's describing the Joker. And I feel like that scene is perhaps the best character moment of Harley Quinn yeah. so far. No. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a very fair statement. Um, I just feel like Harley Quinn just needs some time off from these films. I mean, you know, she's been in the original Suicide Squad. She's been in Birds of Prey, her own film, and then she's in this film. Um, she might have been in more. I can't quite remember. I think that's it. Um, but, you know, bring some new characters. And we've seen a lot of Harley Quinn. Um, you don't need to solely focus on her now. Um, so if, if she ends up in a future film, that's going to be okay um, she just probably couldn't have as much, you know, screen time, focus it on someone else, which mm. is what this film kind of achieved in somewhat For sure, of a way. Um, moving on to Idris Elba, or Idris Elba, um, as Robert Dubois, or Bloodsport. Um, fantastic performance, man. 
I think he absolutely nailed it. A lot of people are saying that he's kind of the replacement for uh, Will yeah. Smith. I mean, he is dead shot. Like, he's that's, dead shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How sick is that? Goddamn helmet, bro. So cool. It's an alien-inspired look. It definitely looks like alien, right? Yeah. 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 And, I mean, I will say, Suicide Squad 2016 won the Oscar for Best Makeup. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. So it's an Oscar-winning film. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had to take that in. (laughs) This film has really good costumes, Mm -hmm. really good designs of of the characters yeah harley quinn's makeup is looking as good as ever mm-hmm. um she really looks like the animated character in live action it, a lot better than what she was in birds of prey i don't know how they managed to make margot robbie look unattractive in yeah. birds of prey yeah but they've, they've fixed that which yeah, shouldn't yeah. have been too hard but let's go <laughs> they fixed that um but also the character looks exactly like she does in the comics yeah. um yeah and so does everybody else like you've got vibrant costumes peacemakers costumes this is great blood sport looking awesome i know even the likes of like polka dot man have vibrant and cool suits mm-hmm. it's something that i think the mcu doesn't do as well that dc really yeah. does well yeah even with um uh the c uh, to, you might criticize me on this point but to an extent some of the cw um shows have also pretty good costumes um the flash has a pretty cool costume i think it I think it tops off just above, um, what's his name? The other Flash? Yeah. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I I think I prefer Grant Gustin's Flash costume to Ezra Miller's. Just because I grew up with it, man, and it it looks like the Flash. Um, But yeah, I think DC's always had a strong point with, you know, makeup and Ever since the Nolan films, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, they've got a really good niche in it. if you didn't have any have anything else to say about him, we'll, we'll about keep blood sport. Yeah. Oh no, I've got more go things on, to say. Go on. Um, heart of the film. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to have the emotional attachment to some of these characters yep. that I really did. Bit of a subplot with his daughter, very similar to Deadshot, but then again, they did it very differently. It's a very, very teenage yeah. daughter, and you know they're saying "f you" to each other like ten times when they first see it. You're thinking like, "Oh, this is a bit different. We haven't yeah. really seen this sort of relationship." And then he sort of takes on Ratcatcher 2 as the surrogate daughter. Uh-huh. And I think that was brilliant. They, yeah. they really did that justice. And by the time at the end when he was saving her, I'll admit, like, I was getting, I was feeling no, the emotions. I'm, I'm completely with you there. Like, yeah. I felt like at, at some point, maybe a few tears would have come Oh, out. it was coming. I it was, was coming, coming, bro. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, cry often in a theater. It, it, no. I don't even think I have. Um, I've proudly, I will say, I've cried um, when I watched when I first watched Avengers Endgame. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> when the big battle was coming, oh, I was I sh- I shed a nerd tear, uh-huh. but I'm proud of that. Fair enough, fair enough. It was beautiful. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot of emotion in this film that just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm. Um, and I and I think in a way, um, Idris Elba and ooh, Ratcatcher Two, Ratcatcher Two's. Yeah, Daniela Mel Choir. Um, right. I think she was great as well. Such like an underrated performance and such a weird character. Mm. Um, but Should we talk about her? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump on um, and talk about her for a moment. Um, I just wanted to mention here quickly. Um, Taika Waititi is actually Ratcatcher 1. Yeah, that's bizarre. Very bizarre. Um, I don't know why. I think he might have been involved in uh, producing this film or Right, or I, th- I, I think he... 
is very close with James Garner. He he was tied in with this film somehow, and it, right. it, it, you know, obviously he's he's died. He's he's not alive anymore. The character, the character is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Ratcatcher One, the original, is yeah, dead. Yeah. Um. So it, it's a throwaway role. It's just like a cool role to know that Taika Waititi is this character's um father. Yeah. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. But I it's. Think, cool. I think I know what characters next on the list that I'm not really ready for it. Yeah, yeah. What is oh, it? No, no, no. Go, we'll keep talking about Ratcatcher for yeah, a second, but yeah. that just popped into my head because there's one of these characters that I have a bit of... Have some have some anger okay. that I want to vent. But let's talk about Ratcatcher yeah. um, still. Um, very weird power, mm-hmm. but they somehow made her a good character anyway. Yeah. Um, that's an achievement in itself. Mm-hmm. With Idris Elba having that fear of rats... Mm-hmm. When him and Ratcatcher 2 were on the ground towards the end of the movie and the rats were coming over them, perfect parallel to the origin story of Ratcatcher with her and her dad Mm -hmm. being homeless. I thought that whole scene where she's talking about that, it's it's an exposition dump. Yeah. But they did it in a creative way. Yeah. It was sort of like a, she was sitting in the bus and the the window was Mm -hmm. sort of like showing the backstory. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of other directors would have just gone, oh, let's just cut to cut. a flashback yeah. or let's just, yep. you know, cut to a few scenes on her face, like, you know, different angles uh-huh. or whatever. She's going to tell a story. It's going to be quick. This was done really creatively. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of creative decisions in that aspect in this film in terms of, you know, shooting the scene. There was one scene, I'll, I'll jump ahead here for a moment, where we have um, uh, Peacemaker and... Ooh, Rick Flag, I want to say we're fighting, um, but it might have been Bloodsport. And we have Peacemaker's helmet, and yes, it, oh, it that was such a cool helmet. visual! Such a cool visual, right? It, it's so unique. Um, and I was like, I was watching, and I was like, please don't cut it, please don't yeah. cut it. And it kept it on just going, kept on going. And, and you could see they just kind of made their way across the helmet, um, as the characters like kind of followed the camera. Such a cool shot, man! Shout out yeah. to whoever thought of that because yeah. that was just epic i will say this this film has style man yeah and that's that's one of the things i look for just in mm-hmm. whether i like a film because i really enjoy looking at the you know taking in the visual components yeah. you know looking in the background seeing what's going on how does the special effects look yeah what's the aspect ratio like i love all of these things mm-hmm. and it's just so it was so much better than like quick cutting action shaky cam yeah. garbage it was brilliant. Yeah. All of the action was really, really, cool. really good. Yeah. I felt. Especially, and as soon as I saw that helmet shot, I was like, oh, this is good. I know. I That's know. good. Yeah. It, it, James Gunn does a lot of that stuff. Like, he, he definitely, it, oh, you know, you can't argue it. He has style in his films. He's going the extra mile. I know. I, know. I appreciate that. Because yeah. a lot of people don't in these superhero films. It's, it's so cool to see it in this genre, man. And it's, it's extremely refreshing. Yeah. Um, John Cena as Peacemaker or Christopher Smith um, you start first because I feel like this might be the character that you have problems with no, no okay this is the character you were mentioning before yes yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I don't have a problem with how this character is written uh huh I know I feel like I feel exactly how they wanted me to feel about this character yep because I absolutely hate this guy uh huh this guy is a hypocrite, and I think that was pretty obvious. Like mm-hmm. the movie sort of points that out. 
But then to have him go ahead and kill my favorite character, the character that I feel was the human in the movie, you know, the real, the normal human. Which, when you think about it, is the only hero in the film. (laughs) Every other person's a villain. (laughs) He goes ahead and he's, as soon as they, Rick Flagg and Peacemaker were fighting, like I was getting attached to Rick Flagg and I was like, please, Rick Flagg, get through the movie. Please, please, please. And then he, when we have the big reveal that America is sort of behind the Starro project. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's messed up, bro. Yeah. The world has to know about this. And Rick Flagg was saying the same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so on the same wavelength as yeah. Rick Flagg. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just went ahead and did him like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that fight scene. I was literally, well, not probably not literally. I was quite relaxed, but. You were on the edge of your I seat. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. From an emotional standpoint. Uh-huh. Every. Thing. I'm like, <laughs> Rick Flag was on top of him, and I'm like, there's shattered glass on the floor. No, there's yeah. shattered glass on the floor. What are you doing? Yeah. And I just, I knew that was coming, and uh, it's even, good though, right? It, it's, it's not. Um, oh, I, I hate this decision. Why did they do? Oh this? no, I feel exactly how I think. Yeah, James they wanted Gunn you to feel like to that. Feel. It, it's kind of like. I want to coin it as like the Dolores Umbridge um, theory, right? Right, right. Um, y- you hate the character because they want you to hate the character. And it's like John Walker in Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. as well. And that's that's how you do a good performance. That is what the, the is the definition of you know acting is making a performance that the 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 script wants you to feel that way. Um, and I think John Cena, who hasn't had good roles, if I'm going to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, how is he in... Um, I wanted to ask how he was in Fast and Furious 9, because in this film, he's a side character. Mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot to do. Not very dramatic sort of work. Mm-hmm. But they have announced a TV series with yep. him, which he will be the, the star in. Mm-hmm. So I want your perspective on his acting skills. Um, Can he carry a show? I think John Cena kind of proved himself to me in this film, if I'm going to be completely okay. honest. Um, but there's a lot of um, issues that come with TV shows. I mean, you know, budgeting and and um, just like production value in general, um, they tend to worsen from films. So to say his performance in The Suicide Squad is going to be equal of that in his own TV show... I, I can't guarantee that. Um, but from what I saw in this film, he has proven himself. I mean, he's he's done some horrendous roles in the past. Um, Fast and Furious was not good, um, if you wanted to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm decently excited for a TV show with him. Um, I just feel like there were probably better choices in this cast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Who would you have rather seen? Idris Elba. Yes. 100%. Me too. I, honestly, I would rather see a TV show of any other character. Uh-huh. If you ask me, what is the character you don't want to see again? Yep. What's your least favorite character or who are you least looking forward to seeing again? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Okay. Interesting. And the guy dies, but then he doesn't. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> he just comes back to and, life, And right? that, that pisses me off. Yeah. That angers me. Yep. Because... If you're going to tell me that the character I really don't like is now dead, that's going to make me happy. Yeah. 
And then in your post-credit scene, and I'm tired of saying it, post-credit scenes are advertisements for the next project. They are. In the advertisement for the next project, you tell me that he's alive, Mm. even though he got shot and then a building fell on him. I, I, I don't really agree with that decision at all. Um, I think he had a really solid ending in this film um, and it, it could have been left like that. And you've got characters, you know, Idris Elba, um, even uh, Dan- Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher who could have had their own TV show and they're, and they're still alive. Choose them over a character that was dead, essentially dead yeah. in the film. A lot of people walked out before the credits, yeah. before the post-credits scene. Yeah, which... which you see quite a lot, um, which is surprising, right? Because of, we've had a lot of comic yeah. book films. And then again, it just shows that a lot of people aren't that invested. Yeah, they're not averse to these yeah. sort of films, yeah. They'll show up if it's good. Yeah. If they don't, they won't. I, I did quite like John Cena's sort of... Um, his betrayal of his of his motives, of his name, really. I quite liked that. And it kind of reminded me of um, Homelander from The Boys in a way where um, just flashing back to season one of the show where he kind of has to make the decision to kill all these passengers on a plane. Oh, that's such a good scene. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of that in a way. You know, his name is yeah. Peacemaker, but he's right. he's not really... He's not living up to his name. Yeah, which I think Rick Flagg had such a good moment there when he um, said Peacemaker or something yeah. along the lines of... What a joke. What a joke, and yeah. And he dies. Oh. Really good. Really good. I love Rick Flag. I think I think even just Peacemaker would have like sufficed. I think that yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's what they were gonna do. And then yeah. what a joke! Just added on. Um, yeah. I'm not annoyed by it, but yeah. it works really well. Mm. Um, I think that was probably one of the best lines in the film. Um, and then you see um, simultaneously at the same time John Cena's character just kind of flip around. You know, he's not Peacemaker anymore. He's What's the opposite of peacemaker? Um, <laughs> destruction, yeah, uh, and, <laughs> something. <laughs> destruction, war maker uh, or something. Yeah, war machine, <laughs> something along those lines. Um, I, I thought John Cena was going to have a bit of an arc there. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it would have angered me less if he killed Rick Flag and then went, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm not mm-hmm. living up to my name. Mm-hmm. Then he just tries and goes to kill Ratcatcher. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite moments in, in the movie where John Cena is about to kill Ratcatcher. And mm-hmm. then there's this wild transition yep. of eight minutes later. So uh, eight minutes weird, before, right? rather. Eight minutes before. And we see how Idris Elba, Bloodsport, falls down. Yeah. <laughs> what a Boom. cool visual. <laughs> it goes bang, bang, bang down the stories. Which you would have thought his legs would have broken, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought he was going to die a couple of times during that. So did I. Um, but then again, I was like, please don't die. Please don't yeah. die. Like, I love these characters, man. Yeah. He falls down and what a superhero sort of like comes down. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to Oh, <laughs> you're in trouble now. <laughs> and then it works even better because there's that emotional attachment. Exactly, that right? That catches like his sorrow. They, they set it up along the way. Um, yeah. So, you know, I commend James Gunn for doing that, man, and the writing team because they laid the groundwork and then they executed it in the final sequence, mm. which oh, it's just good to see it for once, man. It's, it's just not 
it, it, it's packing a punch this time, you know, it feels real. And that's when the emotions come in. Yeah. Um, I have a connection to this cast now. I'm excited to see where they go. And it's just not a throwaway film. Mm. You know? Yeah. Brilliant. And I love the scene where Peacemaker shoots at Bloodsport, Bloodsport shoots at Peacemaker. And again, another callback to what was previously said in the film, mm-hmm. Bloodsport used a smaller bullet yeah. because Peacemaker at the start, the very first time they saw each other, he said, I would um, be more precise than you because I would use a smaller bullet yeah. and my bullet would go through your bullet hole. Yeah. Bloodsport took that. So he used a smaller bullet and he uh, killed Peacemaker as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Brilliant. Moving on to your favorite. um, Wholesome dad, by the way. Wholesome dad. (laughs) Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. You started off because this is your favorite. Okay. So I know Joel Kinnaman from House of Cards. Oh, he's in House of um, Cards. In House of Cards in about season four or season five, which is like just before... Kevin Spacey got, you know, <laughs> found out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he plays like um, the guy running for president opposite Frank Underwood. So he's uh-huh. like a big, big part of the season. Yep. And he's really good in that. Um, and I love him in this too. He, he's, he's such a lovable, ordinary guy. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite characters in superhero movies are the humans. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... You know, we looked at superheroes thinking that we could see the best attributes about humans, right? Yep. And when you see a guy like this, a guy who has no powers, he's literally like an ex-marine or whatever. And, you know, sure, he's doing some pretty dodgy stuff and he's not, you know, a superhero by any means. Yep. But like, he's an ordinary guy. So that makes me connect to him more. Yeah. This is why I like characters like Hawkeye and um, Batman. You know, Batman is one of the coolest characters ever because he's just a guy. He's just a guy in a suit. And I think Rick Flagg was an absolute legend. I loved him. Yeah. Um, so fun, mm-hmm. wholesome, and yeah, really hits you hard when, yeah. he, when he uh, gets the old glass to the heart. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he delivered a really, really solid performance in this film. Um, from what I can remember, it's better than the original Suicide Squad. Um, I, I just kind of forgot about him in this film. Um, and then now that you're saying it, I'm kind of remembering how good he was. Um, he had some really good scenes, great character development, um, and just some solid lines in general, man. I think he was a standout role in this film again. Um, so many standout roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone does their job, man. Everyone does their job. Did you have anything more on Rick Flagg? Um... Bring him back now. <laughs> no, no. I think um, the world will fall in love with this character as sort of as soon as like the spoilers embargo lifts and people start talking about this movie. Yep. I think he's going to become a fan favorite. And I've already listened to a podcast where they said, "I'm sure they'll bring him back if if the fans demand it." I love this guy. He's dead. I'm sorry. Don't he's bring dead. him back. Don't bring him back. Let's not be the MCU where. Everyone dies, but actually nobody dies. Mm-hmm. Let's have consequences. Yep. Except John Cena's alive. It should have, should have been died. It should have been killed, rather. Um, the lady who came up to me after the movie in the cinemas 
was asking me about the post credit scene. She was asking who it was because mm-hmm. she couldn't make out who it was because of the oh, makeup yeah. on the face. Yeah. And she was with her boyfriend and, and apparently, I think her boyfriend said that it was Rick Flagg. And so she came up to me and she thought it was John Cena. So yeah. I was just walking down and she was like, oh, excuse me. And I'm like, oh no, here we go. A social interaction. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, I'm there by myself. I'm like, I'm like, oh, have I done something wrong? Like, Why like, are you sitting here by yourself? <laughs> she's like, oh, I know, because like, I was one of the last people there because yeah. I was, you know, staying all the way uh-huh. to see the post credit scene. And she was like, oh, was that Rick, Rick Flagg or John Cena? And I was like, oh, no, unfortunately, that was John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay, thank you. And then she yeah. just walked off. I'm like, wow, some people really, like, are not... It's just a, a reminder about the general audience, you yeah, know? Yeah. Sometimes it's not as clear to other people as it would be to us, yeah. you know, people who yeah. know these actors and know the characters and know that there's a Peacemaker show coming. I, I forgot to tell her that there was a Peacemaker show coming mm. and that's why that he's still alive. But mm. I, I I remembered, like, as soon as she left, I was like, oh, I should have, I should have said that he's yeah. alive because of the TV show. But anyway, there's no HBO Max in Australia, so we can't watch it anyway. Shame. Yeah. Not that I was going to watch it. <laughs> uh, Sylvester Stallone as... Oh, my God, man. Nanwe or King Shark. And... I, and. Yeah, and, and, I, and I just want to credit the... Um, I can't find him here, but... but is it the guy who is... Someone, um, someone else played him... Physically. Physically. Um, yeah. I, I don't have it here, but... Uh, credit to him as well. But Sylvester Stallone, man... I loved his one-liners in this. You know, he he's got bird and uh, hound, and I am reading book. <laughs> just his pronunciation and yeah. the, the stature of the character, and so good. How he walked around and just tore people apart and ate heads and picked <laughs> nom, people up. Nom nom. <laughs> so good, oh, man. Um, brilliant. And, and then we kind of get like a Hulk moment. I'm, I'm thinking of this just off the top of my head now. We kind of get like a Hulk moment where. Um, blood sports kind of like uh, King Shark uh, Nom Nom and then it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, with yeah. the Hulk it's kind of like Hulk smash, smash. Yeah. it's kind of like that um, oh, I thought that that scene by the way was so Avengers like yeah. but I was like so here for it yeah, I was like yeah. let's go it's like the gruesome Avengers you know I was so into it by that yeah. stage bro the third act of this movie was really really good I think it gets better as it goes along if I'm going to be completely uh, yeah, honest I think Maybe the first thirty minutes is uh-huh. probably um, is is really good, and yeah. then you know when we get into the Harley Quinn subplot, that's that's, where that's, it, that's yeah. the the worst part of the film. But then as soon as the third act gets kicked into gear, we start learning about Starro and everything like mm-hmm. this. Very aliens like, by uh, the way, yeah. in terms of the actual movie with yeah. the whole onto the face sort yeah. of thing, and very very aliens like on a spaceship that's you know gets yeah. back and. Um, as soon as that got going, I was like, oh, let's goddamn go. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, they were walking one way cause they were going to leave the battlefield mm-hmm. and then Idris Elba stops, he He's turns like, around and he goes back and I'm like, yes, yes. let's go yes. superheroes. Yep. I'm going to have to remember that they're not good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just like casually murdered like 27 ch- children. Yeah. As yeah. you do as a weasel. A weasel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, I think James Gunn, you know, the, the fact that he just kind of just threw in, you know, Starro into the plot and just had yeah. fun with it, you know, it's just stupid fun. 
but it's executed so well. I thought the villain was really quite entertaining. Yeah. Not like, you know, there's not a lot of depth there. Yeah. But the visual and, you know, just just the concept is yeah. just... Um, Starro was the first ever Justice League villain um, oh. in, in the comics, by the way. So cool. This is, a, this is a huge DC villain. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's... Let, I mean, you know, the DCEU, let's just put all your cards on the table. Let's go. Let's it, see your best stuff. It, it's not really um, what you would expect from a comic book film, right? Um, you know, moving over to Marvel, they, they tend to stick with their more generic villains. Mm. Um, it's just cool to see DC embracing this sort of wild, fun route of things and just introducing Starro into the mix. Yeah. Um, and and he's he's not really a villain. He's more so used as like a plot device to like yeah, the third give act these characters like depth and make them just destroy things. Mm. I mean, the Suicide Squad, Suicide yeah. Squad, after all. Um, so yeah, really cool. Well done. Um, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. Um, we we touched on her previously. I think she had a fantastic performance in this. Um, just menacing, just pure evil right mm. um i think she had a really really great role in this i sort of forgot um how she was in in the first film but she was so good here mm-hmm. um and that does exactly what she needs to do and makes you feel like overjoyed when she gets knocked unconscious yeah by another lady of power behind her oh i loved her one-liner as well <laughs> with the uh go back to weather or whatever yeah, yeah. i'll go back to the what was it the um so oh no like the the, the satellite or the something satellite. yeah the, you got some uh <laughs> that was a really good line yeah just took control someone with morals came in and i was like Yes. Yep. Because I was thinking like, oh, how are they going to explain this with the whole chips in the head? And Yeah. Brilliant. There was only two ways it could go, right? Um, either she blows them up or... Or they take Waller out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, surely not. I thought like maybe, maybe you know, this the, is like predicting the film even before I saw it. It was like, oh, maybe, maybe someone's going to have to take her out or something. Like maybe, you know, there's going to be like a, you know, a spy covert like double yeah. cross sort of situation someone's got to go take out wall or something but thankfully a rare moment of morality yeah in this movie a good person steps up to, to do the finally right thing. <laughs> the only heroes really in the film are rick flag and then uh, this crew that the yeah. waller has they're the only heroes everyone else is yeah. a villain pretty um, um awkward work meeting the next day i would think <laughs> and um why did you knock me out <laughs> pretty uh awkward water cooler conversation i'd imagine in the office <laughs> so yeah. how's the head amanda <laughs> poor choice uh, of words then. yeah uh, yeah not not good but yeah every everyone is morally compromised in this movie even idris yeah. elba at the end i was like you should be leaking that mm-hmm. you should be leaking the information letting everyone know like that's yeah. what black widow did in the winter soldier yeah so you think they might do that but no they don't they use it as a leverage yeah as a bargaining tool mm. rick um, flag wouldn't have been too happy about that that's why yeah. i love him yep polka dot man um david dast Mel- delmarshian delmarshian or dast malshian um yeah. it's like a denny v situation is another really underrated character. Um, I think his performance is 
pretty good. Yeah, this man's um, a fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. I mean, he's Dark a kid Knight, in the Dark Knight. Yeah, Prisoners, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Just he he's been in like every DC universe mm-hmm. ever. Like I think he's um oh like he, like he's he's been in the CW. He's been in the animated films. Really, like my guy's all over over it in terms of DC. He must be a huge fan. Oh. Um. Cool. Because he's managed to get himself into the DCU, EU, The Dark Knight. Yep. Like animated films. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got a contract with Warner Bros. Because all of the movies I think I've seen him in a Warner Bros. movie. Yeah. He's a really good actor and I love Polka Dot. I think he did a fantastic job in this. Um, yeah. It, and he, he kind of reminds me of like the wonder of the DCEU. I mean, he's like really... Um, shallow but if you annoy him I mean his power is like just absolutely devastating he would destroy you so cool how he had like those gauntlets and you flick them on it's all colourful and just you know rare moments do we get just like this rainbow sort of neon you know just explosion of colour yeah really good I think I think it looked really good as well when they flew out it 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 wasn't bad looking Um, it was good use of CGI yeah um can I say as yeah. well? Oh, I just went. Wait, no, it didn't. Um, the trailer in this movie showed him saying, "I'm a superhero." I saw that in the trailer, and I'm like, "I bet he's gonna say that, and he's gonna get squashed like yeah. five seconds and after." That's that. what happens. And exactly that happened. I was so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> you look around the theater like, <laughs> I called that. Look at me. No, I, I, I knew that's such a classic, like, subversion yeah. of expectation. Like, oh, you know, look, he's really happy. Uh, yeah. Squash. It's kind of a cliche in a way, yeah. It was it I was think I saw sad, that comment as well, if I'm going to be honest. But then again, you cared about him because, you know, yeah. we saw how much you cared about Milton. Mm-hmm. The, um, that was hilarious, man. That, that whole sort of scene with Margot Robbie. Milton. And then Milton. he actually cared about this random dude. And if you go yeah. back and watch the scenes, Milton's just like randomly. I didn't notice him, bro. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. That's so clever, man. It's really cool that James Gunn kind of stuck with that um, mm. chronologically. Um, it's just like a cool little detail. Like you, so much work. You forget about you... it when you're watching it, but then like. Which is the joke, right? Yeah, it's the joke. Um, so fantastic job, man. Um, it's, it's just a really unique way of uh, comedy in a film. Um, we kind of already touched on uh, Daniela Melchior and um, Ratcatcher 2 with Idris Elba. Yeah. So we'll move on in the sake of time. Um, Peter Capaldi as the thinker or Gaius Greaves. Um, if you don't know, the thinker is like a major um, DC villain. Yeah, um, right. I think he might be... Because I know nothing about you him. You don't know anything about no. him. He's a major DC villain, um, kind of underused in this film in a way. Mm. He just kind of felt pushed on the back burner. Mm. Um, also dies. <laughs> also dies. Yeah. And when I saw him die, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, they're, they're just expelling characters yeah. now, um, which y- you can get away with, it with you know, the detachable kid and... Um, yeah. and um, javelin javelin oh my god that was so funny yeah um but when you start using more significant characters as the thinker you kind of run into the problem of oh man when we run out of characters into in the future with the dceu and we mm. want to use the thinker he's already right. gone yeah um so it's a shame that that happened um I, I kind of would have liked to have him cut from this film we didn't really need him um 
and then reintroduce somewhere else in the future for a more significant role. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I think he worked well in terms of, you know, he's obviously the guy who gives us the exposition we need to get the third act going, give us some information mm-hmm. about Starro. And I think that was that was really good, you know, in terms of exposition, it was well done, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of it is. There's a lot of cheap stuff at the start. Perhaps we'll talk about it just after I finish about this. But this... He 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 get he gave a good performance in my opinion and you know I think he did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have any major problem with it, but then again I have no idea about who this character is. Yeah. And even even while I was watching it, I'm like, wait, what is this guy's powers? Like I imagine he's smart because he looks like he's got a big head. Incredibly but... smart, yeah. He can kind of predict things before they happen right. in a way. Right. Um, he appears on the Flash a lot. CW's oh, okay. the Flash. Um, I think if you just had known more about the character and known how significant he was, you, you kind of would have been like, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, waste of potential. Waste of potential, yeah. Um, but oh, um, the other thing I was just talking about. Yeah, yeah. What was it? About, um, oh, exposition. Yep. Okay, I need to talk about this. Um, he's in prison because he put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite yeah. bullet. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> You can't do that. It's out of bounds. You can't do that. That's too... Like, like no. Yeah. I don't accept that. Like, I don't accept that one, Superman was just flying along one day and suddenly Bloodsport, just for the heck of it, just went bang and yeah. shot yeah. Superman. That's not how Superman works. Like, you don't just shoot Superman, even if it's with a kryptonite Is it, is it just for, like... I mean, his name is Bloodsport. Just for fun, just for <laughs> Is he killing for sport? Still, it's know. we don't even get like a, a, oh, look, here's Henry Cavill briefly, oh, bang, bullet. Yeah. Like, I could at least accept that. Yeah. But if you're going to not bring Superman back since Justice League, and then you throw his name around like this for the sake of giving us, yeah, making us think, oh, blood sports must be a good, good shooter. It's bad faith, right? It's just um, they haven't earned that. You yeah, know, they, they need haven't to earned earn that, that. Yeah, um, kind of what they did in the original Suicide Squad is when they were going through the different character profiles, they had like this information like show up in this neon yeah. glowing text. I was mm. expecting that to come up. Um, but it was just like a throwaway line. Mm, and I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's just pointless exposition. That just yeah. doesn't work. Um, they had that a few other times in the film. Like, I think we mentioned another one before. Um, can't remember what it is Just now. going around and just being like, hey, look, this is Peacemaker. He is, um, his dad was a bad person and yeah. now he kills people for fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a bit of a leap there. <laughs> it's a problem you have with, having so many characters in a film i mean it's bound to happen you can't avoid it mm. um and that's why you get characters like uh blood sport and Ratcatcher having more fleshed out storylines because they are the focus of the film mm. um so yeah it, it's a shame that they had all that pointless exposition but it, it's bound to happen unfortunately um so jai courtney as george digger harkness Australian Boomerang. Yeah, I think, yeah, he is Captain Boomerang. Um, <laughs> a really surprising kill-off, if I'm going to be completely honest. Really? Because um, yeah. he is an original. He is an original. I, I kind of would have expected some of the originals to last a bit longer or last until the end. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he, I can't remember quite how he dies. Um, um but yeah, he dies right. really early on. Yeah. Um One so we first. can't we can't say much about him. Um, yeah. He's Captain Boomerang, he's dead. He he had pretty cool like I saw him throw a couple of boomerangs. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and they had some cool people's heads, heads off. Yeah. 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 Um, dope, but then yeah, he's uh, dead. I thought it was really funny with the lines he did have about. Um, he's obviously pretending. Yeah, the, the character is Australian. Is he? And yeah, Captain Boomerang. Well, oh, wait, sorry, I thought you meant. I'm not sure actor. if Jai Courtney is Australian. He might be. I'm, I'm um, not particularly sure. He he is. He is. There you go. Okay, yeah. that's great. Um, but yeah, Captain Boomerang, like as a character, is also Australian. So he's putting on an outrageous Australian accent. And to be honest, I find it, find it quite funny. Uh-huh. Um, especially when, you know, saying, oh, what sort of dog do you think it is, mate? Yeah, yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah, no, but, that one was good. That was good. And But to be honest, I couldn't really... Once he got killed off, I was like, okay, fine. Cool. Didn't really matter to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind because yeah. obviously it's the Suicide Squad. People have to die. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a really good part of this movie is that I feel like every, anyone could have gone. Yeah. Even, except Harley Quinn. Harley except Quinn had Harley some, Quinn, I could have seen anyone else dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major plot armor with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Literally, I saw this in that hallway scene where she's breaking out and shooting people. I thought that was a really cool looking scene. Mm-hmm. There's a guy with a like machine gun and he's shooting at her and the gun goes off. And there's, <laughs> there's not even like a point of impact, like no, doesn't yeah. get shot or anything. It's yeah. like, okay, Harley Quinn, she's in got a bit of plot armor. Yeah. So one time in the final act, she was like, Idris Elba was like, oh, Harley, get to the high ground. Um, yeah, yeah. Star Wars reference. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she like leaps up like really high for some reason. Oh yeah. If if you missed it. It, it almost it. looks like superpowers. Right, right. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like a normal jump. It yeah. was. Well, she's just a crazy normal person. She's a normal person. So she doesn't have a weapon a lot of the time in the film. It kind of bums me out. Like, give her like some at least like a, a gun or like a pistol or you know mm-hmm. two pistols or something stylish, because she just has this javelin, which was a pretty funny running joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, if I was in that situation. I get that she's crazy. She's not thinking straight, but you know, get yourself a weapon. Yeah, not just a just javelin. javelin. So I'm like, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, hang on, Harley Quinn hasn't got a weapon. Like, yeah, yeah. And then she's okay. I think she's resourceful, though. I mean, yeah. you know, she she uses a lot of what's around her. Um, she just randomly picks up a javelin and decides to use yeah, it. Yeah, and the guys like give this to. Yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, the 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 king frog in um. In, in Shrek 3, where he's uh, like, and, uh, and then like uh, dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, um, and Morgan, Morgan Freeman in the Lego movie, where he's like, oh, yeah. what I'm about to tell <laughs> exactly you. Exactly like that. <laughs> changed the course of history. <laughs> dies. <laughs> um, any other, do you want to go to any other awesome moments that, that you really liked in the film? Because I think we're, we're running out of time sort of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm just trying to any, think. Any other characters who are really big standouts for you in the film um not really i mean you've just got like all these disposable characters that were, were killed in the start um right. which yeah in the sake of time we won't go through them but uh you know michael rooker nathan fillion ellis braga pete davidson they all die which which i find so funny that the fact that they had all these really really important actors just killed off you yeah. don't see it often because mm. it would cost a heck of a lot of money yeah yeah 
Um, but the film stands without them, which is good. Um, I can't really think of any other moments off the top of my head. Okay. Did you have any in particular? Um, there was a couple really cool, like, Iron Man suit-up scenes with Bloodsport and his extending guns. Cool, yeah. I just yeah. thought that was so awesome. Um, and, like, uh, it would always... It kind of reminded me a bit of Power Rangers. Uh-huh. And that's not what I expected Suicide Squad to remind me of. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... That's how it goes in Power Rangers. Like, they're extending their weapons, and there's always, like, this really heavy, like, guitar in the background that's really, like... Yeah, and it's, like, so pumped up, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just unironically, like, oh, look how cool this gun looks. Like, oh, it's extending yeah, out. Yeah. It just and, kept, like, bringing things off and putting them on the end. Of yeah, it. that's exactly what the Power Rangers oh, do. Oh, they they're do like, that? They, yeah, what they do is, like, they... They do all their like power oh, like, law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they um they grab like they combine weapons and they put, put it all together, together and construct yeah, yeah. it. And I'm like, hang on a second, this is power. <laughs> and look, I love power edges. And Bloodsport was my second favorite character in this movie. And cool, yeah. And yeah, even I just have to reiterate again, like just that final battle when you know they're teaming up. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloodsport's giving orders. It's like the Avengers moment. Yeah, And to be honest, I watched Avengers recently and I was, maybe it's because it was a theatre experience, I'd never seen it before, but I actually enjoyed this more because... You were more invested in this. And it was more flawed characters and I was more invested in characters and... It looked better. Just, yeah, that's true. Visually it does look better. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was just so pumped up, ready to go, like... Some of the final battles in these sorts of movies are, are very usually big and CGI mess. And, but usually the best ones for me are the ones where I want to go down and fight with them. Yeah. Like that's how like the scope and the scale makes me feel. Like that's how I know it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like that was where I was sort of on the edge of like shedding a tear. I was like, this is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, with Idris Elba and, and um, Ratcatcher, Ratcatcher's crying as she deploys the rats because she knows her dad would be proud. Yeah. I was like, oh, my Which, gosh. how are there so many rats? I mean, there was like millions there. Yeah. Maybe, Where did they come from? Maybe there is that many rats in, in, in you know, the sort of... Quarter Melties. Yeah, yeah. island countries. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they just... Oh, did you like the um, Ratatouille reference? Yeah, that was uh, good. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because it, it's owned by um, Disney, which owns yeah. Marvel. So in a way, it's just another poke at uh, Marvel. Oh, right, right. No. Um, I just wanted to touch on briefly, Idris Elba's kind of... Um, his leader storyline, um, he's set up, you know, Viola Davis's Amanda Waller kind of gives him this opportunity to become a leader. Yeah. And I think throughout the film, he kind of realizes that he, he can do that on his own in a way. Yeah. Um, and then towards the end, he, he's kind of, you know, throwing off orders. Um, mm. King Shark, Nom Nom, um, yeah. Harley, take, <laughs> Harley the take the high ground. Yeah. Um, he kind of found his way in the film, becoming the leader of the group. So I can see him going on to lead the Suicide Squad. Yeah, nice character. Oh, so excited for that man. I mean, having a film with Idris Elba, Ratcatcher, Harley Quinn, and um, King Shark. Yeah, Give let's, it let's throw some some cool. more characters, more in disposable there. characters because DC has so many of them. Yeah, and either way, I'm gonna sit through. If there is a sequel to this, I will sit through it. 
mm-hmm. nervous that Beatrice Elba is going to die every yeah. single time. Yeah. Like, so that's just how we, they've invested me in, in this in this character. So, mm-hmm. look, I think this movie was really great overall. Um, do you want to move to the music segment, or shall we discuss briefly what you think the future is for James Gunn? Because he's going to go back to Marvel. Let's yeah. not forget. Let's let's discuss the future. Okay. Yeah. James Gunn is going to go back and do Guardians Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. are like um, head over heels for James Gunn. Mm. They like they're a savior. <laughs> they they love him so much. Like yeah. if James Gunn says jump, they're going to jump. Yeah. They're they're like okay, it's worked. We need to stick with this guy. Yes. We, we've finally found it. It's exactly what they did with Zack Snyder. I don't know. Yeah. And then BBS happened. And then they said, well, actually, we don't like you anymore. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and but, it, it, it's good that James Gunn, you know, has that other option with Marvel. He's yeah, like, okay, he DC, leverage. if you're going to treat me wrong, I'm going back over to Feige and I'm going to make more films with them. So figure out what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm making more films for you, but you need to act responsibly. Yeah. So he's kind of got them both in his grasp. Mm. Um which is a really quick turnaround for him because in a portion of time he was um, kind of cut from everything because yeah. of the allegations that came out against him. I mean, the guy's had the biggest turnaround. He's working yeah. for DC and Marvel yes. simultaneously. And look, wow. the, the guy's a weirdo. I wouldn't want to hang out with him in mm-hmm. real life. But I think this is a win against cancel culture, which I think is just incredibly toxic. And I think, you know, we we shouldn't be dragging up old tweets of people from 10 years ago, which is why he was fired. It wasn't, you know, because of something he did. It's something he said on social media like 10 years ago. Which is messed up, right? Like, get over yourselves, guys. Like, if you don't have to approve with people's, you know, what they do, in as long as it's not anything illegal or incredibly immoral... Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with James Gunn. I love this movie. I know. I can Separate watch... the actor or the, the, the director from, you know, yeah. from the work. You don't need to agree with them politically or agree with their social life or it, anything like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Just, um, so I think this is a win for, for everyone because not only does Marvel getting back to finish off the Guardians trilogy, which mm-hmm. I, I imagine will be good. Oh, so excited for that, man. Chains are kind of off now because there's yep. no need to tie it into the Avengers movies anymore. Although uh, I must say I'm, I'm more excited for another Suicide Squad film with James Gunn, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, so what do you want from... Because he'll go to Marvel. He will go back to DC. I just know that because mm-hmm. um, Warner Bros, they love him. Yep. So what do you want James Gunn to do? Do you want him to do a sequel? Um... Is it called The Suicide Squad The, the Suicide Squad? <laughs> the Suicide Squad Part 2? Or The Lego Movie Part 2? It should, I tell you what. Sorry, I'll go back to the title for a second. It yeah. should have just been Suicide Squad colon something. Like, That's what I was thinking. Like Suicide Attack Squad, of Starro. Or, yeah, or like, you know, Mission something. Like second Mission. Yeah. Or, yeah, or even like some, you know, throwaway title. Like, um, it... it it's the bloody suicide squad or yeah, something yeah. stupid like that yeah. to represent the film. Um, but anything dark and grim and comedic that James Gunn's going to do, I'm, I'm down with it. Um, yeah. Obviously, Marvel's not going to do that with Guardians, which is fine. So I'm, I'm looking to DC to stick with this dark format. I want yeah. them to stick with that because that's what they're good at. They're good at doing dark stuff. 
I don't want some cheery Aquaman or Wonder Woman film. I don't want that. Who wants yeah, that? Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, we want badass, um, real interpretations of the characters. Yeah. I would love to see James Gunn come back to do another DC movie. Mm-hmm. Warner Bros. have famously tried to make him do a Superman movie. No. No, I don't want that. Um, keep him away from Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, um, and The Flash and Cyborg. I think any solo standalone films, he's, he's not... Yeah, yeah. Ma- let him do something a bit more wacky, know, which I'm sure is what he will be drawn to. Yeah, that's and what he wants anyway. Yeah, yeah, not a Superman. Like, no. no. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see him do uh, The Suicide Squad 2 or they'll probably go The Suicide Squad colon something. And uh, I think that would be really cool. Or maybe let's see a Bloodsport standalone with Ratcatcher. Like, you know. I, I love people directors who come in with to the comic book format and do something different. Yeah. So and I think he expressed himself with this film. Yeah. Um, it, it's different. It's not like anything you've seen before, and that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Music segment. We touched on it briefly. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of good music in terms of the orchestral stuff, which is what we like to focus on. Yep. I because we just saw the film. I haven't had time to put something into the rewatch playlist yet. Yep, However, yep. I will listen to it. Um, but you listened to it. Did you find any standouts? Um, there, there was, uh, there was one, okay. um, King I'll, Shark in the Clyrax. Okay. Um, which is like the music that plays when King Shark's having like a day at the aquarium. <laughs> oh, that was so uh, cute. <laughs> oh, he's such a cute and character. And then they betrayed him. <laughs> oh you'll, yeah. You'll die for that. Right, that was a... I'm like, a, I'm like a King Shark stand now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Don't kill King Shark, otherwise bro, right. I will freak out. Oh, I thought he was going to die um, when... They kept shooting him. Yes, I was like, no, <laughs> How did can't. he not die there, by the way? Well, they have tough skin, but I don't know if it's that tough. Yeah, that <laughs> no, was very tough. Yeah, um, but he's okay. I just wanted to throw one question to you. I wrote oh, this God. down a bit earlier on. If you were... Placed in the Suicide Squad, what character would you want to play? What, like as a as an actor or something? Yeah, so you're an actor. Which one would you want to play? Because I've got one out, in mind. Out, of, out of these ones. Out of these ones. Um, I mean, I want to say Rick Flag, but mm-hmm. go with Rick Flag. I think you want to play Rick Flag. Yeah, right? I, like I would. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think. I wouldn't fit John Cena or, you know, mm-hmm. or Polka Dot Man or anything yep. like that. Like, I feel like Rick Flagg's more in line with just my personality. Like, yep. it's just more of the, 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 the normal, like, sort of sensible guy. Uh-huh. So I'd say Rick Flagg, I think. Yeah. I, I, I wrote this down because I, I just kind of thought of it. And yeah. I would want to play Polka Dot Man, if I'm going to be completely honest. Just like a, a stupid character that just... <laughs> To have fun with man, like, yeah. um, and, and just like kind of um, going out there and saying, um, the Lego Batman movie has a lot of like these um, villains that are just like stupid. I think like pencil yeah. heads in there, and I think they even have like the polka dot man in there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it, just playing any of those like stupid characters just for like fun. I the wacky like, ones. I know. Yeah. I feel like that would be like really, really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a random question. Yeah. How the, the weirdest character, in my opinion, was definitely TDK. 
Yeah. Like when those arms came off, I'm like, I'm like, what? How are they like in the air? Because all of these are comic book characters and I'm like, yeah, who made this? And it must have been like a brief cameo in like some old comic book. I think uh, TDK has like one comic book frame in in a comic book. Um, And and that's it. Didn't sell out or something. And yeah. And then they decided to focus on that, which is so cool in my opinion. It's yeah, just cool that they like cool. took that idea and just ran Someone with it. was a TDK fan. I know. And came and saw this movie. Cool, right? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. There are those people out there. Um, I, sorry, I, uh, I just wanted to bring up um, Polkadot's, Polkadot Man's mum which was like a recurring sort of thing in the film. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. It's Starro. It's it's <laughs> King Shark. <laughs> it's, I thought it was another really cool run. That was a good joke. Yeah. yeah. I think the humor was pretty good in this movie. Definitely better than some of those, you know, happy-go-lucky MCU movies. Yeah. A lot of the jokes didn't land for me, though. Maybe like... It was probably 50-50. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of tries. They were constantly trying to make jokes. Yep. A lot of the jokes were in the trailers, so therefore I saw them coming from a mile away. Definitely um, didn't make me laugh, but the theatre was laughing for the starfish butthole joke, oh, yeah. which is in the trailer. And I was like, even in the trailer, I was like, that's that's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there wasn't any connection, was there? Or I guess there kind of was, but... yeah. Yeah, weird. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you thought about the humor, but I, I thought some of it worked, some of it didn't. Yeah, no, I, I I pretty much agree with that. I think, um, I think the more funny aspect of it was just like these stupid characters just having fun. How good was it when they went through the freedom fighters and just murdered all of the good guys? <laughs> that was so funny. That was probably the best, the funniest like scene yeah. in the film, like the best sort of running joke. Yeah. And how like um, that was brilliant. Cena and um, Idris Elba are like competing. They're like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm shooting this guy behind the back of my head. And, yeah, yeah. And I, then, think, I think that was brought on. And then, then the, the chicks like, um, why did my people not inform me of your arrival? And they're like, ah, um, I didn't see them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't see them. And then John Cena. Oh no, this was a good joke. John Cena was like. Just like pretty much naked, just standing there. Oh and, yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Idris Elba's like, "You got tidy whities on," and he's like, "That's racist." <laughs> yes, that was good. That genuinely made me laugh. That was so good, man. Because that seems like a sort of like a schoolboy sort of like jokey humor, yeah. where like they just if you make a valid argument, someone will just say, "Oh, that's racist." Yeah, it's yeah. Like trying to. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing with black or white, like, oh, you're just racist. Yeah, yeah. Which I, it, it's cool that they're like, you know, appreciating that. They're not yeah. shying away from doing that. Um, um, but yeah, like we said, we, we, we get to decide what to put in the in the rewatch playlist. So we'll, we'll have a bit of a listen, yeah. um, and we'll, we'll figure out what to put in there. Yeah. Do we want to move on to final? Let, thoughts let's go or? to final thoughts. Do you want yeah. to go first? Yeah. Uh, look, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I think this is. Yeah, this is my favorite DCEU film. It's topped the list. It's even better than the uh, Snyder Cut, in my opinion. Um, just the Snyder Cut was just a bit too long for me. I'd rather yeah. have a shorter film with like a bunch of action in it. Yeah, sure. Um, I think pretty much anyone is going to enjoy this film, in my opinion. Um, I think the characters were great. A lot of them were um, given pretty good storylines. 
Um, I like the fact that it is the Suicide Squad, so they are going to die. There's going to be death, and yep. they just kind of go full force into that. Um, love that as well. Um, you can't shy away from that if you're going to call it the Suicide Squad. Um, I think there were some fantastic emotional heartstrings in this film with right. Ratcatcher and Idris Elba. Um, I mean, it, it was so unexpected. I, I didn't expect it, and it just kind of hit me out of nowhere. Um so great on that. Um, Peacemaker, I know you have a bit of an issue with him. Oh, no. I, I love him for you what You love he him is. for what he is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I hate the guy. That's <laughs> exactly what I should be saying. Yeah. Um, I think he was also pretty well done in this. Oh. Um, and then his sort of, um, you know, his interactions with Rick Flagg, another standout character. Amanda Wool is great in this. I think uh, some of the one-liners with King Shark was fantastic. I mean, there's a lot to love in this film, but at the same time, you've also got some pretty dull villains. Um, those two sort of general dudes. Um, uh, I think some of the humor, like you said, at times was just a bit eh, um, average. Um, but pretty much everything else, I mean, it was just like two hours, 15 minutes of just blatant fun, man. Um, it's just like James Gunn just doing what he wants, unlimited creative freedom minus mm. Harley Quinn's plot armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, another issue was Harley Quinn kind of falling behind a bit. But I think this has well exceeded my expectations for what I thought the Suicide Squad was going to give. And I mean, you know, coming from one of the most critically, um, to be worsely critically acclaimed yeah. films ever, declaimed films, um, Suicide Squad, good on DC for finally getting this right mm. yeah um, I'm going to give it an A minus I had a fun time but I think it was great yeah yeah, yeah I, I was going to go for an A minus as well so we'll reach consensus on that yep um, is this my favourite DC movie no and let me tell you why so <laughs> I, I'm a, a huge DC fan okay yep. and so seeing Batman and Superman on screen it's just already going to you know yeah, make me enjoy it a lot more than you know Bloodsport. I've never heard of him <laughs> since today, you know, <laughs> and so the Snyder Cut for me is is still the best DCEU film, um, because like I love the four hour runtime. I love seeing all of the Justice League, and there's just something special about seeing the Flash like reverse time to save the world, and you know seeing superman and batman interact and, and wonder woman and all these things mm -hmm. so as a dc fan I, I that makes me happier than this movie yep but this movie is just a good movie mm. like and the snyder cut's a good movie but it's also four hours i know and i love that but i think this altogether is the better film the superior mm -hmm. film mm -hmm. if you compare the two from a critical standpoint so I've got a 2021 so far list, yep. and this comes in number number two. Yep. Um, comes in behind as, as well. Behind, behind a Quiet Place Part Two. Yep. Um, but I, I'll need to rewatch both of these because I, I, you know, I both gave them four and a half mm -hmm. out of five on Letterbox, so mm -hmm. they're both the same. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I love this film. I, it exceeded my expectations. You know, I was probably going into it quite skeptical about what it was going to be. I thought and was worried that it would become a Marvel film. Mm -hmm. You know, there would be pretty lackluster CGI, 
pretty light-hearted characters, not a lot of gore, mm-hmm. and literally all of my expectations were sort of subverted, but yeah. in, a, in a good way. Blown out of the park. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I really enjoyed some of the character moments and the music was, was you know, not spectacular like in, in BBS or something like that, but mm-hmm. still worked really well. I think for me, what is going to be the, the best thing about this movie is just the fact that I can enjoy it in isolation. I can put this 4K disc on the shelf and not have to try and justify its existence because it's not part of the quote-unquote Snyderverse. Yeah. You know, so I can enjoy this by itself. Just yep. like how I can enjoy Joker mm-hmm. by itself. Yep. And while I'm on this sort of tangent, as a DC fan, I just want to say that the last three movies we got from DC, oh, well, the last two movies we got from DC, Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad and um, The Snyder Cut, both really, really good films. Are they finally figuring out what they're doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, The Snyder Cut's... It's sort of like a... They should have released that, but... Um, those are two really good films. Now, let's look at the last two Marvel films, Black Widow mm-hmm. and Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Are we at the stage in history where yep. the DCEU is, at present, mm-hmm. better? Is it winning the race? Than the, the MCU? I think, it's, I think yeah. you know, we're able to have that conversation. And I think, on average, perhaps the DCU is catching up because no look they're winning they're they're 100 percent winning so yes think about the previous films black widow spider-man far from home snyder cut and the suicide squad are better there's no question about it future films shang chi eternals the batman the batman's coming out robert pattinson come on people i mean dc is finally finding their footing it seems like they're Oh, Joker, by the way, was the and also another very recent. That was twenty nineteen. Another recent film yeah. from DC. Um, Joker, Wonder Snyder Wonder Cut, Wonder Woman, The Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, let's forget about that. Let's not include that one. It seems when they just allow creative freedom, do something special. It it, it works in their favor, right? Yeah, let the artist do something. It's special. funny. It's funny how that works. <laughs> allow the director to do what they want. Allow the director to film. direct the movie. How about that, Water Bros? I, I, I hope they continue with this sort of um, direction in the future. Um, who knows if they will. Yeah. I look forward to the day we see Idris Elba on screen constructing his gun like a Power Ranger with yep. guitar music in the background. With Batman. <laughs> I would Batman. love to see that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, you can only hope. All right. So that'll about wrap it up for us on the Suicide Squad. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. Um, Jaden, do you want to talk about what you've sort of been posting on, on the Instagram account? Yeah, recently? yeah. Um, so, uh, like Sam just said, you can follow us on the Rewatch Pod. Um, a lot of the time we're kind of advertising, um, you know, the podcasts that are coming out. Um, but I've more so sort of started introducing um, movie and TV news now. Um, so if you want to give us a follow over there, you'll you'll stay up to date with all of the new news the that's coming stories. out. The top stories. Idris Elba's coming back for Sonic Two. <laughs> yeah, just I, I wouldn't have predicted that. Yeah, as knuckles. Weird, right? Yeah. Um, just general news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The top stories. Um, if you don't want to. 
you want to stay up to date without, you know, having to invest in, you know, listening to an hour-long podcast on news yeah. or something like this or um, just uh, follow us on Instagram. If you'd like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, just search through Watch on YouTube. Next episode, I think it's going to be a bit more of a dark episode. Yes. Um, I think it's either going to be Prisoners or Midsummer. Yes. Um, so... Stay tuned to find out which one. Maybe we'll do a poll. See what the people want. Maybe we'll let the people decide. Yeah. Just like a democratic nation. Just like Corto Maltese is. Uh, Corto Maltese is. Um, thanks to Bloodsport, yeah. Harley Quinn, and... Um, the Freedom People. And um, Nom Nom. Nom Nom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bird. <laughs> Bird. See ya.